0: Proverbs 3 verses 9 and 10, actually our text for this teaching, this new series that I'm starting today, the foundational text is actually Proverbs 3 verses 1 through 10. But on today, let me give you verses 9 and 10, then we're going to come back to it. I want to read it for the sake of uh, our foundational passage for this text But I'm starting a series on today titled Honoring the Lord. Would you say that? Honoring Honoring. the Lord. Lord. With the subheading today, it all belongs to God. Now, when I asked uh, Tamara, when was the last time I taught extensively or did a series on the subject of money? uh, I didn't believe it, but she said, I think the last time I taught on money was 2019, so that's about four years ago. Now, I've given various exhortations regarding giving, but I have not taken the time to really talk, teach on giving. It's been about four years, so I think it's overdue, and the Holy Spirit is right on time. <laughs> Amen, so I want you to, uh, he who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen, and let me give you just a heads up Anytime you mention money in the church, immediately temperature rises and guards go up. Skepticism is heightened. Did you hear me? Skepticism is heightened. Anxieties intensify. Some are even offended at the mere fact that you would teach about money in the church. Now, these things are true, and I'm saying that because a lot of these emotions are due in part uh, because, you know, Peter warns us against, or he warns leaders or pastors against being dishonest or having dishonest gains, so uh, there has been a degree of uh, men and women out here teaching uh, for the purpose of selfish motives or dishonest gains, but that's not every pastor. Amen? There are lies that have been purported. There's misunderstandings regarding money. Uh, if you're unlettered in economic stewardship, um, there is an anxiety because I don't know how to budget money. Uh, some are dealing with debt depression. <laughs> some are dealing with uh, chromatophobia. Chromatophobia is just A person who has money fears because of perhaps they grew up uh, in an environment of scarcity or not enough, when they hear about money, uh, uh, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal with how they spend money. Uh, I don't want to hear anything about money. And let me say this, uh, regarding the scarcity mentality, And let me say this, and I'm going to be dilatory or slow by design because... The church has suffered financially far too long. In God's, econo- when I say the church, the body of Christ, in God's economic system, is not like the systems of this world. You get increase in the systems of this world by only being concerned about self, do whatever I can, get all I can and can all I get. You gotta have a certain degree. You have to have this. You have to. You have to have that. But in the kingdom of God, there are no biases. God will increase you on the basis of your faithfulness to Him or living in agreement with His word. In other words, you can have a sixth-grade education and live like someone who has went to school all of their life. Why? Because I have trusted God in his economic system. Not only has it never suffered any type of financial ruin, but God's system. Now, you you have to understand this. We're in the kingdom of God. The word of God lets us know that we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, the king rules. It is the king's domain. And it is the king's good pleasure to provide for its citizens. So it is God's job to provide for his children. <laughs> That's why in his system, the mathematical equation doesn't make sense to your natural mind. Because only in his system will he, will he multiply your seed sown. Are you with me? So we got to get to that place where we no longer allow these phobias and, and, and obstacles to hinder us from trusting God. So the reason why I stated these various things is because there are real emotions, but we're not led by our emotions. <laughs> Say that. I am not led by my emotions, or at least we shouldn't be led by our emotions. But anytime you hear about money again... We shut down for some. Now, I haven't taught on money in four years, but I guarantee there's somebody saying now all he talk about is money. But that scarcity, scarcity mentality, and listen to this, it impairs a person's ability to think clearly. This is true. There was a study done at Harvard, and it says the people with a scarcity mentality, that's people who feel like there's not enough to go around. Those are the people who say, I can't afford to give, only make six seventy-five dollars an hour. I can't afford. Listen, you cannot, you, you can't afford not to give. As a matter of fact, if that's all I'm making, I need to be giving everything God mentions to me. Lord, you know my situation. <laughs> it, and, and let me say this not only does that scarcity mentality impair your ability to think clearly, but people make very poor financial decisions under conditions of scarcity. So when there's this pressure or this phobia, if you will, concerning money or fear concerning money, I'm going to make poor financial decisions, even relative to giving it to the kingdom. That explains why we can shop and do all this other crazy stuff, spend money on ourselves, but when it comes to the kingdom, there's very little honoring God, and we have to understand that it all belongs to God. Are you here? Proverbs 11:28, TPT. And let me say this, I'm saying that because nobody, not that I know in their right mind, enjoys living from paycheck to paycheck. Who likes scraping and 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 and, and scratching and, and 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 you know one week I have one week I don't you know the, the, I know there's a time in between you know the promise and the manifestation but it shouldn't always be that I never have anything left over much sh- and I submit to you and I'm, I'm just I'm gonna be, be led by Holy Spirit now as I always do but but I submit to you. People who cry that, 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 listen, you're not broke because you have given it to God's kingdom. I say it again. You're not broke because you have trusted God with your money. As a matter of fact, that contradicts the word, if you are a sower, God will provide seed to those who sow. Now, the, the problem is there are those who hold back more than what's right, and it leads to poverty, the word of God declares that the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he who waters others will be watered himself. But for that it says, I'm in Proverbs 11, 24 and 25 now, but verse 24 says, uh, uh, he, There's one who scatters and yet increases. Then there's one who holds back more than was right, and it leads to poverty. And I submit to you, that portion that's been held back, that portion that's held back is that portion that God requires of you. Are you with me? Keep trusting in your riches and down you'll go. But lovers of God rise up like flowers in the spring. Those who trust God, are you here? And my prayer is that this teaching will bring about a change of trajectory in the hearts of God's children where they are no longer fearful or dubious in their actions when it comes to honoring God in the area of giving. And our father is rich. Now, let me say this. The money has a purpose. God doesn't want us to have money for the sake of me saying, I have money. The money has a divine kingdom purpose. So he wants us to have for a purpose. And Luke encourages us that we have to be careful or be on guard for all types of greed. For a man's life doesn't consist in the abundance of things that he has. So the money is not for you to acquire more things just for the sake of saying, I have more things. Look at what I have. Are you with me? Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Are you with me? Again, it's quiet because we're discussing the topic of money. So that's normal. But it shouldn't be in the kingdom. It should be, I am cheer, I am, since I am a cheerful giver, pastor, enlighten me on the principles of God's word. <laughs> Are you with me? Imagine, just imagine, our father's rich. Are you with me? And it's not a good look. When his children, who are of a royal priesthood, doesn't look like the royal family that they are a part of. Are you with me? So we have to begin to trust God with his money. Proverbs 9 and 10, again, we're going to come back and start at verse one, but I want to read verses nine and ten because they're the foundation of scriptures for this text. We, for this text, we talk for our teaching. Excuse me, we're talking about what honoring the Lord, right? With the subheading, it all belongs to God. Verse nine. Uh, come on, let's everyone read out loud. Ready? Let's read. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Now, that word possessions, I think the traditional King James says substance. It literally means wealth riches, or sufficiency, or your supply, from your supply. Honor, honor the Lord from your wealth, from your money. Are you with me? And with the first fruits of all your increase, again, we're going to come back, and I'll give you context. So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. Let's, now let's look at the same text, how it's rendered it, from the TPT. And see, the reason why I'm laying this foundation and I talked about the various types of things that could hinder you from receiving because if I'm, if there's debt depression, if there's skepticism, if there's a scarcity mentality, if I think all the preachers want your money, although you hear me, you don't hear me. You hear me through the lenses of the lies and misunderstandings and misconceptions that you've laid hold to. So when it's time to give, I'm giving still based upon those mindsets. So there's, you just can't come out and talk about it. You know, I, there has to be a foundation laid. Because, like I said, the, the, the temperature rises, flags are going off, warning lights are beeping everywhere, and, and, and you're like, man, what is he going to jack us up? What was he, he, he want my money? What do you want? I don't want your money. Are you here? Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your, do you see this? Honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. Watch this, then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner, inner joy. So when I honor God, do you see this? Every dimension in your life will overflow with with a source of inner joy. Every dimension, not just in the area of finances, but even in your relationships, because the number one, the the, the number one, watch this now. The, most marriages break up because of finances. Uh, yeah. Finances. Now, they may say it was because he did this or because she did that, but but the, for most the underlying issue is finances. Arguing over money. That's why wealthy people stay together. Money. Yeah. It's more advantageous for us to stay. See, but, but 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 if you broke and you live from paycheck to paycheck, child, let me start over. Let me and, and listen to people. Let me find somebody who got money. Are you here? So, so listen. I'm not afraid to be audacious. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to be bold. I'm not timid. I'm not after, I'm not trying, you know, this is no, no hidden agendas behind this. So when you teach on money, people want you to be imperceptible. They, or they want you to be subtle and, and, and vague. Don't, don't say a whole lot. Tiptoe on it. Why do you think most of your children, who are Christians, look at rappers and singers and movie stars because they got money. They wouldn't look at little Earl if he didn't have money. <laughs> they wouldn't stun Earl. Do you know why they like Earl? Because Earl it has a picture. Of some, Earl has a nice car. Earl has a place to stay. Earl has decent clothes. And they, that's attracted. That attracts them. Then we come into the church and talk about how good God is, and everybody look like they don't even serve God. God is better than that. He's better than that. And let me say this. The truth of the matter is, God is not opposed to his children having money. God is not opposed to you having money. Uh God does not have a problem with you having money. He just don't want the money to have you. In fact, if we're going to be successful in fulfilling what is known as the Great Commission, going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, if we're going to be successful in disseminating this gospel or getting this gospel out, you know what it's going to take? It's going to take people and people with money. It takes people to proclaim the gospel, so there has to be a voice and it takes people with money to be able to send and support. What, it, 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 what, what good is it if we got 25 people who are ready to go to Africa right now as missionaries, but we don't have any money? What, are we going to walk? <laughs> Even on the water. <laughs> okay we got money but nobody to sin so we need people and people with money so again there's an agenda a divine agenda for the money and again God does not want us to have money just for the sake of saying I have money there's a divine purpose for the wealth say that there is a divine purpose for the wealth Now, again, (laughs) I'm laying the foundation and I need your complete and total attention. Salvation, which literally means to be born from above, does not in and of itself bring your financial and physical life into relationship with God. It does not. Salvation brings my spirit into relationship with God. He who was joined to the Lord is one spirit with God, not one mindset, not one nice physical body. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Are you here? So my salvation experience affects your spirit man, which was dead, is now alive. But it doesn't affect your mindset. I'm saying that for a reason because people assume, some assume, that just because they're Christians, they're going to have. You got a lot of broke saints. The money is available. It's there. But there's something that I must do. Are you with me? So salvation brings my spirit. Into relationship with God, say that my my uh, say salvation brings my spirit into relationship with God. And see, a lot of Christians don't understand this principle, and as a result, they have not done what is required for their financial life to come into relationship with God. Are you here? Why? Because they have not renewed their minds in this area. <clears throat> again, my spirit is what got born again. My spirit is what got right with God. But my mind, my soul is just as messed up as whatever experiences that I had. If I had poor spending habits before I became a believer, you will have poor spending habits after you become a believer until your mind is renewed in an area of stewardship. Are you with me? So, once I get saved and come into Christ, listen to this if I don't know how to work my covenant in this area, the world would do better than you in this area if I don't do what's required. See, God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. That means He even shows mercy upon those who oppose Him. So, if a person who is not a Christian understands the principle of giving. Giving has to work for that person even though they are disregarding God. So that's why sometimes you have a person who's not a believer but they understand giving. So they are faring more well than those who are speaking in tongues, reading their Bible, always praying, always fasting, always at church, and those things are good but they don't have enough from week to week. Why? Because they haven't brought their financial relationship into covenant with God, being that they have not considered what they have as belonging to God. It's my money. I worked 60 hours. <laughs> Say this, the key, again, when I'm talking about money, beloved, don't, I don't want you to have the mindset, you just having a whole bunch of money. I'm, I'm saying this in the sense of the money has a purpose. Okay? What did you tell Abram? I will bless you to be a blessing. So I want you to think in terms of my money or the money that God has me steward know has a divine purpose. Okay? So say this, the key to financial success with God is determined by how well I manage his resources. I say it again. See, God will bless you where everybody in the house don't have to be don't have to work. God is good, man. It shouldn't take the kid's money, the father's money, the mother's money, the dog's money, the cat money for us for us to pay a measly, whatever this little measly, whatever we paying them up. God is better than that. And there should be a righteous indignation rising up you saying, Lord, your word says this, and if I trust you, you have to do what you promised. You have to believe this. Are you with me? So the key to financial success with God is determined by how well you manage his resources. Are you with me? How well you manage his resources. And no matter what anybody say, Crystal, people are attracted to nice things. Yes, they are. And and a lot of it comes, let me help you out, those who believe a lot of it comes from that royal priesthood nature that you have. You just not you, you just don't like nice things It's because it, no, no, that's part of my spiritual DNA. Are you here? So but again, now there's a way we have to do there's a see, oh man. It's not that God don't want you to have the house, but, but did I do it prematurely? See, everything is about timing. It's not that he don't want you to have the car, but it's about it, we need to learn how to involve God in every affair of our life. Lord, is this the dealership that I'm supposed to buy it from? Am I supposed to get the car now? Or is somebody? Or, or is someone supposed to sow it on me? See, it, that we have to get to the place where we lean not to our own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all of our ways and allow Him to direct our path. See, sometimes we do stuff uh, prematurely or out of the will of God, meaning that we haven't consulted God with it. So, so we it look alright for a minute until that first month roll around. God's better than that. Are you here? I was at the feeling station the other day, and a uh, uh, guy in front of me, and I walked out, and I guess he's seen the car. First thing out of his mouth was like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, who asked that? I mean, no what's up, fam? No. That was the first thing out of his mouth, Chris. What you do? I mean, I, you know, he was a young kid, so I'm like, I pastor church, I serve God. Love God. <laughs> God did this. <laughs> I can't take any credit. Are you with me? But I'm saying that to say it ministered to him. Invited him and his family. I think he's headed back to college, but I invited him and his family, gave him a card, invited him to the church whenever he's home. But but I'm thinking, what, what my thought was, he asked that because. He was attracted to it. Didn't get it selling dope. Didn't get it selling false hope. Did it trust in God? And we've given cars away. We have given cars away. And me personally, I'm tired of buying cars. That's me. If I sold, they should be given to me. And the one I got rid of before I got this one, it was sewn. So there was no way I was going to go finance a car for one that was sewn on me. I'm just in it right there. God is good. God is good. First Corinthians four two. See, there there is a better way, and that's God's way. Again, don't think money for the sake of money, Jay. I want you to think, you guys to think, there's a purpose for the money. Now, because you're such a good steward, there'll be some stuff where you may be able to get a little something something. But don't brag about it. Are you here? Don't throw it in anybody's face. We see it. See, it's prideful when you got to throw it in my face. <laughs> that's your reward. Yeah, that's your reward. Girl, look what I got on. See, there go your reward right there. Is that why you're doing it so they can say that? A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he has. I feel for the person who feel like their self worth, their self value, their identity is tied up into nonsense things that's gonna fade away. Solomon says, "Man, it's vanity. It's nothing." So you got to be. You always got to be humble. Yeah, yeah, man. Look at this. <laughs> I just got this. There's always somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah, look at this. Yeah, but there's someone who got uh, a newer one. My house is 50,000 square feet. Well, there's somebody who got one that's 50,000 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I got 50,000 saved up. There's somebody who got 52,000 saved up. 52 million. But when you understand it's God's, this is nothing. What is this? Man, I'm just a steward over his. And as long as I, and the better I am at stewarding, the more he gives to me where I can be a blessing. And notice that. Notice I said the more, I, the better I am at stewarding over here. That means I am doing with his money. That which he told me to do. So I'm honoring him. And as a result of me honoring and obeying him, then I get mine. Are you here? 1 Corinthians four, two. Moreover, it is, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Now, the definition of steward is a person who manages someone else's property on the behalf of the owner. So, a steward is someone who manages someone else's property on the behalf of the owner. Basically, you're just overseeing someone else's resources. And the most appropriate definition of stewardship is faithfully applying God's principles to everything with which you have been entrusted. I say it again. The most appropriate definition of stewardship is faithfully applying God's principles, someone say God's principles, to everything with which you have been entrusted. Now, again, stewardship is more than just managing money. Good stewardship is properly managing your time. We've talked about this the past few weeks, your talents and money. Whatever God, even your bodies, whatever God has given you possession of. And it doesn't just deal with finances only, nor does it only deal with spiritual matters. It covers everything. Are you here? First Chronicles 29 11. Let me show you something. I said it all belongs to who? Well, The word of God lets us know that. And actually, that's our first point, which we probably won't get to. I know we won't get to it today. (sighs) Yours, O Lord. Now, King David here, he's encouraging the leaders to support Solomon in the building of God's temple. So he's dealing with talking about the church here. Yours, O oh Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is mine. It's mine. You work for it. Say it again. It's His. It's yours, O oh Lord. And this, ki- and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Come on, read with me. Verse 12, wealth and honor come from you alone. Hold on. Wealth and honor come from you alone. Do you see this? For you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Do you see this? Verse 13, Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Look, I want you to see something here in verse 14. But who am I and who are we and who are my people that we could give you anything? Everything we have has come from you. Watch this part here. And we give you only what you gave us. See, that goes stewardship. In other words, what he said is to me, we, we can't take any credit for what we have. What we have belongs to you. As a matter of fact, God, we're only giving back to you what you have given to us. So we have to understand stewardship. So every time money comes into your hand, you would think his, not mine. And when you think his, not mine, I will consult him first as to what he wants me to do with his, then he'll give me mine. You see that? Once it come into my possession, brother Damien, I will then consult God as to what I should do with his. And once I obey him concerning his daughter, he'll give me mine. Notice we're only giving you back what you gave us. Are you here? Who's with me? Declare this with me. It is the will of God that I prosper and experience financial freedom. It is the will of God, say this like you mean it. It is the will of God that I prosper and experience financial freedom. Can you say it one more time? It, without me saying it, it. Okay, first of all, y'all got to pay attention to what I'm saying. It is the will of God that I prosper and experience Financial freedom. Say it again. It is the will of God. Let that get in your spirit. It is God's will that I prosper. Do you see this and experience financial freedom? Again, the money has a divine kingdom purpose. He doesn't want us to have loads of money just for the sake of saying, I have money. There's a reason he wants me to be wealthy. Are you with me? See, again, most of us don't hear this. All we hear, give your tithes and offering. And let me say this: giving is way beyond it's more than a tithe and offering. Matter of fact, that doesn't even constitute a giver. When you understand giving, you scatter seeds everywhere. It's not just in the church or these four walls. It's the principle and the revelation of giving that we understand. Those are the ones who prosper. 3 John 2. Now, we just said it is the will of God that I prosper and experience financial freedom, right? Isn't that what we said? Who believes that? All those who enjoy being broke, not enough raise your hand. Okay, I see the hands. God bless you. And let me tell you something, and I want you to hear me. Those who are believers, because I want you to get to the place where you trust God. They're, they're, time will not allow me to tell the testimonies, things that has happened to us because we honor God. And some of you know. Some, some of you are givers. Are you here? Who's with me? And I'm saying that to say you are a, your citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven. God is over his kingdom, the king's domain. Okay? The world system is not designed for you to get ahead. It is not. No, it's not. That's why everybody in the house has to work. God's better than that. I mean, God bless work. Don't go quit your job, I'm talking about you, you, you know, get to the place where you actually trust in God now, and, and, and it's working for you. Like minister said the other week, when you prime it out, make sure water coming out first. Don't quit your job yet. Okay? But God is better than that. It's not designed for you to get ahead. Look, for most people, some of these jobs, they demand so much of your time, you don't even have time to spend with God. You don't have time to spend with your family. God is, and I'm saying to that, you have to get to the place where you are weighing what we have before God. That's why. That's why Holy Spirit mentioned last week about husband and wives for the remainder of the year to start coming together relative to your offering, praying together. Lord, what? Not what shall I give? What he get? No. I, now individually, I don't want my tithe. But when it comes to our offering, Lord, what is it that you have us? See, we're one. You 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 give ten dollars, he get twenty dollars, and we but and we we I'm our ends so far apart, nothing happened. Why? Because we haven't came into agreement. Where? Psalms what? Y'all heard her. Then we will go back to this. Let, let, let's look at this real quick. Did you hear a Tamra? Psalms 127 TPT. And, and two? this it? Watch this. It really is senseless. How about shit? Isn't it good to have somebody to help you? <laughs> it really is senseless to work so hard from early morning to late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not, aba. for fear of not having enough. See, that's that scarcity mentality. God, better than that. Brothers, I'm here to tell you, you can do it God's way. Sisters, I'm here to tell you, God's way is better. Okay, watch this. God can provide for his lovers even while they sleep. Do y'all see that? Oh, my goodness. I know he liked it. <laughs> Third John 2. Watch this. I, I, I like that verse. We're going to have to screenshot that. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul. Now, your soul here is talking about the mind. The seed of a man's emotions, your will, intellect, emotions. Beloved, I pray above all, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So understand this we can only prosper to the degree that my soul prospers or the renewing of my mind. You can't go any further than that which your mind. Has been renewed. So the more my mind is renewed, the more I can prosper in various areas. So if my mind has not been renewed, although it is the, the desire of God, He's speaking through Gaius here. What John he's talking, uh John is talking here. Now now watch this. Beloved, I pray again that you may prosper and be in health, just as your so do you see this? So the advancement of the prospect of your soul or your health and in all things is contingent upon how much you choose to renew your mind. Are you here? You will never achieve or succeed in life. Write this down. You will never achieve or succeed in life higher than your attitude. Let me say it again. Notice he said, I pray that you may prosper and be in health. Just as your, so if your soul doesn't prosper, then I'm not going to prosper in things. I won't prosper in health. You, you, you look at people who may not be what they want to be health-wise. Well, they just need to get information. That's how you change that. Information. And the more information you get relative to how to eat, more healthy? How to exercise? See, then guess what? Your health will change. <laughs> and we're saying is in my genes. Yeah, we, yeah, it's in your genes, but why is it in your genes? There's a reason why it's in your genes. Are you here? So, uh, you will never achieve or succeed in life higher than your attitude. I'm going to write that down. Your behavior... Is directly connected to what you believe in your heart. Talking about your mind or your soul. Your behavior is directly connected to what you believe in your heart. Understand this, beloved. What you believe in your heart produces the action of your hands. And what you believe is directly reflected in your attitude. Did y'all hear that? What you believe in your heart produces the actions of your hands. Did you hear me? Notice Proverbs 10.4 says, He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. See, what I believe determines the actions of my hands. So when I don't have the right type of thinking... If there's a scarcity mentality, and I believe there's not enough or God can't do it, my hands won't move in the direction of what the Father has told me to do. And as a result, it leads to poverty. (laughs) What you believe in your heart produces the action of your hands. And see, what you believe is your attitude. What you believe is your attitude. What shapes your attitude? Okay. You know why people got certain attitudes? They have those attitudes because of what they believe. <laughs> Boy, th- this is so much better to me than, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't get in the word with that. I'm just saying I, I can't understand words you're saying. What I'm gonna do? <laughs> man, speak English, bruh. No, I'm just saying I'm not knocking, but but I can't. I, I, what can you translate? I'm gonna hammer. What what is that? Man, speak English. I don't need a hack right here. No, I need you to speak English, man. I'm in debt, bruh. I have anxiety, man. My family is almost destitute. Can you talk a language that I can understand? I don't like this. People just jumping and running, then leave church and, and can't go eat. At least somewhere decent. I don't want to hear a good message, then pull up the McDonald's talking about, give me two Big Macs, two large. God is better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't eat it, Big Mac. Popeye's chicken. <laughs> God is better than that, man. Hold Hold on. Hold on. What's the prince's name? Whatever over in, you, you think he eating a Popeye's chicken? You think they're going to Publix, Publix and getting that, give me, give me uh, that fresh fried chicken. You think they're going to Publix and getting fried chicken on Sundays? Shoot, man, they're getting a spread, man. This laid out, man. They doing like Big Mama used to do on Sundays, man. What The whole table spread. That's See, that's royalty. Not twelve different boxes out table. You got KFC. You got Applebee's. You got Longhorn. Nobody went uptown. These are all these are downtown places. God's good, man. I'm just saying. We got to do better. That's why so so many people are drawn, daughter, to social people who are out here living in. This you know. Say so they, they they kind of trying to show some believers how to live. This is how you eat when you go out. When you go to a hotel, this kind of place you stay. I almost stay where I gotta park in front of the door. God better than that. How you gonna park in front of the door? <laughs> A- 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 I- I- so you laughing? I don't want to go nowhere either. Where I got to bring my own luggage. Now, give me a bellman. Where's the concierge? I need somebody to help me get this luggage. You a man of God? You, you oh, man? Come on, y'all. Let's go in there. I think we're on the seventh floor. <laughs> and you're looking out the window and nothing but trees and woods. God better than that, man. Live in such a way where you can experience the goodness of God because you have trust in him. Stay in a the hotel that got nice, plush, pillow-top massages, real down feather pillows, real white, pure white sheets that have actually been changed. Well, you can get room service 24-7 if you desire. Are you here? God is good, man. Stay somewhere where people look like they're doing something. Everybody coming in there, their pants hanging down, their underwear showing. No, 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 man, you're looking like somebody. Are you here? It's quiet. What'd you come for? Should have stayed at home. God is good, man. I just want to sh- I'm just trying to show you that it belongs to him. And when we trust him, he opens up doors, man. <laughs> Where are we at? Listen, write this down. Three crucial truths necessary in order to create positive change. Notice I wish above all things that you prosper and being held, even as your soul prosper. So I can only advance to the degree that my mind is being renewed. If my mind's not renewed, I'm not going to. Are you here? It works, guys. But you got to trust God. You can't just do it one time. It has to be a lifestyle. Why? Because I'm a steward. It belongs to him, daughter. It's his. How dare me just do what I want to do without asking him what I should do with his money. Are you here? Three crucial truths. Truths. Necessary in order to create positive change. Write these down. Number one, you need intentionality. That has to be a willfulness. What's number one? So if I'm trying to create... Positive change, you got to be intentional. Number two, you have to have the right environment. You got to be connected to the right people. It's your environment. Like, get around people, man, who can bring you up, man. I'm I'm just saying, man. Are you here? And see, here's the thing about being, and it has nothing to do with trying to be better than. It's about being enlightened and coming to a greater understanding and knowledge of certain things. When you're being stretched it's hard to go back. I know some of y'all, I'm just using this for example. I know some of y'all like Longhorn. God bless Longhorn. And the horns and now everybody who eat there. But I'm saying when you eat at a real <coughs> fine dining restaurant, you would be like, I can't go back there. And, and see, the poverty mentality talks like this. It, All steaks taste the same. See, now you're lying. That's not true. You tell them to fib. Just like the person with departmentality, they'll they'll be on the airplane. "Ah, We all going to the same place. I don't have to be in first class. See, there you go. You're being being simple. Because it's a different level in first class. It's a different type of treatment. Yes, it is in first class. So so why you back there popping nuts up in there, "Ah, killing these nuts, knocking them nuts down, they get filet mignon, lamb chops. What else they get up there, Fred? <laughs> Kim, work Kim? Wine, what else? Everything else, you know. Shrimp. And you back there. You scared to ask for another pack of cookies. <laughs> Y'all got better than that, man. You owe it to yourself before you get out of here. Fly first class. Go eat somewhere decent. For real. Ladies, you want to know what type of ball he is? Go find daughters, find the finest restaurants in Atlanta. Here's where I want to go, honey. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's try this. Because this, this is how I came up. This is what I'm used to. And I can't revert back because I've been stressed. These two, they 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 know I ain't even worried about they already know. They already know. That's why I lay it out so with these three. See he know what to do. He know how to treat women. But I'm saying they know what kind of dude no, we can't go there. We can't go there. Are you here? That goes for all my daughters because some of y'all are me. what about me? You too, daughter. You know, you know. I I, I include you now. All right, let me get to a place of stoppage. So three crucial truths. See, listen, this is supposed to, that's why they call it the pool pit, to pull you out of the pit, the pits of life. Man, listen, no way. Will I get upset at somebody who's trying to teach me better? Somebody who's trying to push me and stress me? No, that's what I want to hear. Why? Because it's crucial that I'm in the right environment. And number three, you have to have the correct information. Okay, so what are the three truths? Okay, intentionality, there has to be a willfulness, right environment, got to be around the right people, and correct information, you got to renew your mind. You hear? Boy, it's time. Let me give you one more verse. Or can you stand a couple more? Huh? I really need, I'm not where I need to, see Pastor, you look at me like, look, look. I sit in a movie for two hours. See y'all? <laughs> see, I get it when I get home. Y'all don't see what I get. Listen, let me tell you something. When you're up there preaching, boy, you be led by the Spirit of God. Don't let me hear you another now Sunday talk about can I go longer? Take your time. Do you not do that? <laughs> 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 they have seen in a movie for three hours <laughs> 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 all right let me give you a, let's look at this Deuteronomy 818 are you here I am gonna get to I, I, I will stop though. we have it watch this and you shall and you shall remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may see the, the money has a divine kingdom agenda, agenda that he may establish his covenant that he swore to the to your fathers as it is this day say this the money has a divine kingdom purpose Proverbs ten twenty two. Now I want to show you these verses because again, there's no need to rush into our foundational text without removing some of the obstacles that can impede us from receiving. So we have to know one, that not only does it belong to God, but it is the will of God that I prosper. Why? Because the money has an agenda. How can I be good to the poor? And I'm We can't even put the O R on Poe. God's better, man. And and, and me personally, I, I don't. I don't I, I'm not real impressed with how good you, faith serve and all that. But are you a good steward over everything? God is. Not just over your singing, not just over your ushering and greeting and different things. What about your money? Have you trusted God with what he has allowed to come into your hands? See, stewardship is not just about being good over my talents, my time, also your treasures. Are you here? The blessing of the Lord makes a person See, I'm showing you these verses because God is not opposed to you having money. But again, the money has a what? Divine kingdom agenda. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Again, it is the will of God that we have wealth. Are you here? Now, there are some misconceptions and I'm I'll give you the first one that we have to barriers that we have to break. Now first Timothy four one and two says this. Let me I'll reverse why well, reverse one and two. But Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in latter times some will turn away from the faith. Listen to this, paying attention instead to deceive deceitful And seductive spirits and doctrines of demons, misled by the hypocrisy of liars. Notice he said, in the latter times, Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that some would turn away from the faith. And I say that because you have a lot of people who have turned away because of lies. Doctrines of demons or teachings influenced by demons. And I say that to say, you have those who can't receive you talking about money because they have been misguided by the misconceptions regarding money, misled by the hypocrisy of liars. And one of those lies is money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. Money is not. That's not what the Word of God says. I hear some Christians say, "Yeah, money is the root." I see you like you don't study your Bible, sir. First Timothy 6 and 10. It, it's what, fly? Man of God, good to see you, sir. Woman of God, good to see you all. It, it's, it's the what? Is she correct? Where can I find that at? It's on the thing. And she said, I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> Did you say I don't know? <laughs> That's... You know that's your mother, right? (laughs) Did you say that or was it, did I misunderstand what you said? Okay, she didn't say Okay, I I stand corrected. She didn't say that, yeah. (laughs) See, I can do that with flot, because flot good people. Flot know me. Flot know, flot know. Okay? For, For the love of money. Do you see this? That is the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically is a root of all sorts of evil. So it is the love of money, not money. Do you see this? In other words, when you have the, when you have the wrong relationship with money, it causes you to be greedy to get it. I mean, you're for the love of money... Man, mama who? You'd be amazed at what people do because of that spirit of greed. For the love of money, that is the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically is a root of all sorts of evil. Watch this. And some by longing for it, talking about, now he's talking about believers, watch this, have wandered away from the faith. All because of the love of money. And pierced themselves, God didn't do it, they pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows, Hebrews 13 and 5. Let me get to a place to close. So is it money is the root of all evil or the love of money? The what? So having the wrong relationship with money. Watch this. Let's read this out loud. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Son, greed. Be financially ethical. For the believer, that is, trust God with your finances. Are you here? Be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. See, that's the kind of confidence you have to have. And, Lord, you said that you would never leave me without support. You would never leave me helpless nor lose your hold. Lose your hold. And as a matter of fact, we are never told to chase after wealth and riches. We're not told to chase after it. I didn't say he didn't want us to have it. He does not want us to chase it. That's what the love of money is when you chase it. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon, one has to be first. They both can't be first. Proverbs 15, 27. We're almost there. Now, I was ready to stop 10 minutes ago, however... The majority, of you said, keep going, gone. Ain't going nowhere but Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor says, "My got offended." L- listen, guys, have fun. Hey, Amen. Was anybody really going to Applebee's? Though? Who's who's going? I mean, don't don't be ashamed now. I'm saying, did anybody really have their heart set on Applebee's? Anybody said, "Man, oh, I got to." for that, what they call chicken over there. Are y'all here? He who is, come on, the quicker you guys read these verses, the quicker we can get done. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. In other words, the person who's not willing to just do anything for money will live. But the person who is greedy for gain troubles his own house. That's why we've said, listen, husband and wives, come together. Keep that greed from getting in the way. No, it's ours. Not mine. name, this your name. No, it's ours. Are you here? Proverbs 28, 25, NLT. Greed causes fighting. Trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Do you see this? Greed causes fighting. Is ours. Are you here? 1 Timothy 6 and 9. But those who are not financially ethical and crave to get rich with a compulsive, greedy longing for wealth fall into temptation and a trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Leading to personal all because of the wrong relationship with money. Ecclesiastes 5 and 10. I'm giving these verses and uh I got one more after this. Whoever loves money will never be satisfied with money. Whoever loves money <laughs> See, see, let me tell you a type of it. When I know I should honor God, but I do it what I want to do. See, at that moment, I'm a lover of money because I'm putting my desires above what He wants. That's why the Scripture says, "You cannot serve God and mammon." Where your treasures are, there your heart will be also. Are you? Here? Whoever loves money will be will never be satisfied with money. Whoever loves wealth will never be satisfied with more income. What do he say? What's all I'm saying? Man, this is pointless. See, you can't feel greed. That's why when you give, it keeps it at bay. Let me go on honor God. Well, I, keep, keep, I want greed to stay as far away from me as it can. Just money. And we like people's posts. Watch this who brag about spending thousands on bags and shoes and different things. Watch this. Watch this. And frown. Don't dare give that kind of money in the kingdom. If there's any place to give it, that is the place where I want to give it. Proverbs 28, 20, 22, last verse, verses. A faithful you notice earlier we talked about stewardship, right? Proverbs twenty eight twenty and verse twenty-two. A faithful right minded man will abound with blessings, but he who harries to be rich will not go unpunished. He who has an evil and envious eye harries to be rich. Re- See, that's why, I, look, I appreciate what you got, man, but I'm not trying to compete with you. There should be no, there shouldn't, That should even be a thought in the kingdom of God. Then, too, you have to know where you are. I don't know where he is. See, you might be trying to keep up with somebody who just borrowed that car. My, then you may be trying to keep up with somebody who somebody the car is paid for. I don't know whatever the situation is, but if you if you become appreciative of what you have, you will never envy what somebody else has. Why? Because I'm content with what God has given me. I know where I am. I know what I can do. I'm not. I'm not. And what I'm not going to do is get out here and live a lie, all because I want you to think I'm somewhere that I'm not. He who has an evil eye, he who has an evil and envious eye, hurries to be rich, and does not know that poverty will come upon him. Listen, we'll close right there. But listen, beloved, I want you to know that it is the will of God that you prosper because the money has a kingdom agenda and it's not listen now it's not until we realize that i'm a steward over god's resources that i get to that place and really trust him with what's his that's why whenever it's time to give what do we challenge you to do hear from god i'm telling you that because it's his and here's what, he's going to allot every, he, I don't know, see, what he tells you to do may be different than what he requires me to do. But if we all do what he has told us to do, we will get our individual portions. Here's where we mess up sometime in the church. We hear, but we don't heed to his voice. Well, I don't like that amount. But you got to remember, whose is it? That's like me holding Jay's money. And Jay asked me for a certain amount, and I cop an attitude with Jay about her money. She gives me five thousand dollars. Hey, Pastor, listen, uh, I need three thousand at five, three th- <laughs> and I give her a hundred, but it's Jay's money. I'm not being a good steward. Why? Because I have not done what she asked me to do. Are you here? So same thing with God. When God asked, Lord, it's your, it's it? why, we have to, why am I even thinking about not doing this? And it's his. And we wonder why sometimes we can't advance as Christians and see what the devil gets. People. He'll say, you giving? Yeah, but I didn't give what he told me to give then he makes a mockery out of it. Oh, y'all Christians running around here talking about how good, if he seemed like if he's all that good, you could pay your bills. Oh, that's what he'll tell you. Seem like if he's all that good, you could do this or do that. But what they don't say is I haven't been a good steward. Now, there are those who, who you just hit a little rough patch, that's, and you're doing all the right things. Don't get weary while doing well. For in due season, you're gonna reap if you faint not. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm talking about those people who totally disregard God. I'm not talking about the people who have been faithful. No, hold on. Don't get weary. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's not he's not gonna leave you hanging. He's gonna come through. So keep holding on. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise.